Hello and welcome to the Across the Pod podcast. My name is Andy and I am your host and I am this week joined by two guests from the Franchise Tag podcast. So I've got with me today Adam and Freddie. How are you both? I'm good mate, how are you? Yeah, not bad. I'm not bad. Even better after the um, Thursday Night Football last week. That's <laughs> for the weekend. Um, and yeah, you boys both good? Yeah, been really, really good. Thanks. Just rolling along with uh, the podcast with the Franchise Tag Pod and yeah. Uh, yeah, enjoying the NFL. I mean, me being a Steelers fan wasn't as an enjoyable weekend of NFL for, <laughs> as it might have been for a lot of people. But uh, yeah. certainly, there's certainly nail-biting moments for me and Adam in our, in our games, Adam yeah, being a Packers yeah. fan. So. Yeah, I, I stayed up, I watched it and uh, I nearly fell asleep halfway through. But once we got into the fourth quarter, it was all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how about that game? It was actually, um, I, I, I watched it, I fell asleep, watched the rest of Red Zone in the morning and fell asleep again. <laughs> so I watched it about 6am before my lectures and it was, um, yeah, that, was, that wasn't good. Um, so you sort of alluded to it then. Um, I like to ask every guest who hasn't been on the podcast before, um, why you support, which team you support, first of all, but then why you support the teams you do. So... You mentioned, Freddie, you're a Steelers fan. And Adam, you mentioned you're a Packers fan. So we'll yeah. go to Freddie first. So why are you a Steelers fan? What made you support Pittsburgh? Well, uh, I, I started watching NFL and uh, when I was playing uh, Madden with a friend and I got it, you know, as as you do when you play video games, you get more, more into the sport. And uh, he showed me some videos and I just fell in love with uh, Troy Polamalu. Uh, the safety mm-hmm. for the Steelers, and um, I just loved his long hair, his athletic plays. He's just like a superhero, and uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's he's a big leader as well for that team, and obviously a legendary Hall of Famer for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, that sort of took it from there as well. And uh, you know, it, it, it might be uh, an opinion people don't like, but I like the Bumblebee kit. I thought that was pretty cool as well. I like the black and gold of that. So uh, yeah, I just draw you towards the Steelers. But unfortunately, usually I'm a bit of a uh, I like, I like the underdog story. And then I didn't really realise I was supporting the Manchester United of the NFL world with such steeped history and winning history. Yeah. And I didn't even realise that was the case until I started supporting them. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, once you pick your team, you've uh, you got to stick with them, haven't you? Exactly. I would think once you buy a jersey or buy a scarf or buy a, anything, I think you can, you can change teams if you haven't only just got into a sport. But once you pick a team, you support them on a Sunday and you buy a jersey or buy a a jumper or hat or something, I think that's it. Then once you get that, you're locked in and you can't change. Um, and when you watch the this, how do you normally watch? How does your normal NFL Sunday look in your house? Well, pending on work, because I, I work in hospitality, hospitality so, uh, you know, not every Sunday I can get off. I get the fortunate 12 sixes sometimes, which means I can uh, catch yeah, most of the games in the evening. But uh, usually it's me and my partner sitting down, watch it together. She usually just plays on the phone the whole time. I get to watch all of <laughs> games if Steelers are playing at the right time I have the Steelers game on if not it's always red zone um yeah. you know you've, you're chatting to the guys me and Adam are in the same fantasy league um with uh guys who watch the franchise tag podcast and we sponsor that league and uh, so it's a lot of competitive whatsapp uh banter and uh ha- having a bit of a dig at each other throughout throughout the games yeah obviously with a lot on the line uh in fantasy football you have to uh you know you take the victories where you can and um, yeah, you know, a couple of beers, a couple of snacks. I usually, depending how I feel, I'll stay up to watch the late, late game. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah, it tends to be that on Sunday. And the, if, if I finish at certain times on Thursdays or Mondays, I'll try and catch the first half of the late games as well. Fantastic. And then we'll go to you, Adam. So yeah. first of all, what made you a Packers fan? And then what's your normal NFL Sunday like? 
So when I, I started watching NFL when I was a kid, um, just I think I was like eight, seven, eight, that sort of age. Just remember randomly turning it over. We were lucky enough to have Sky Sports in the house. Um, got told by my dad, what are you watching that American rubbish for? Uh, <laughs> and all of that. Uh, and then kind of ended up not watching it that much and sort of like moved didn't really get involved into in it again until about five or six years ago when I started playing fantasy a lot more. And um, I, I do remember when I was a kid, I kind of remember, I think one of the games I saw happened to be Green Bay and it happened to be Brett Favre. And so I yeah. do remember it and I kind of remember that, that kit and the, how he just seemed to throw the ball everywhere sort of thing. And, um, yeah. and, and obviously now coming back to it, it's like Aaron Rodgers and it's the same again kind of thing so I kind of I went back to it went went with them and uh, kind of stuck stuck with Green Bay because of that and like now so like a normal Sunday for me I'm lucky enough to be off on Sunday so mm -hmm. and, and we've got Sky in the house so to be honest normally it's red zone um is what it is I, it sounds pretty similar to freddie's one is the uh the wife's on her phone or uh reading yeah. a book or something taking next to no interest whatsoever uh, <laughs> and uh yeah so that's pretty much it really so yeah i'll be watching red zone and if the packers are live then i'll watch that and and turn off red zone but apart from that it normally is red zone for me it's funny you mentioned your packer story that i actually have the exact opposite story i mean I, was, I became a Dolphins fan in 2009, but it was more of like a casual fan. And 2015 was when I became a diehard fan. But then you mentioned good quarterbacks and winning, whereas <laughs> what I've experienced, even from 2009 and from 2015 onwards, is just mostly bad quarterbacks and, <laughs> and, and not winning. So it's um, funny to see a contrast between the two. Yeah. Um, we, we will mention the Dolphins first. Um, obviously, we... Every week I like to review the Dolphins, and every week it's been hell. It's been torch talking about it, reviewing the game. <laughs> but I've actually got a game to be proud of because the Texans' win wasn't something you should really be screaming and loving. So for me, as I've just alluded to, we beat the Ravens um, against the odds 22 10, which is actually Mark Jackson's uh, lowest point score in the game throughout his career. Um, so in terms of this game itself, uh, the Mark Jackson was the lead rusher, but only 39 yards. Um, in terms of passing yards, um, he threw for 238 yards and one touchdown. Whereas for the Miami Dolphins, it was a bit more com complex. Uh, we started off with Bissett, despite Tua being fit but not being fit. And then he got injured during the game, so Tua came back in and um, had a good game as well. And he threw for 158 yards, whereas Bissett threw for 156. And Tua got a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, but it was defense where, particularly the Dolphins, really shone. Uh, there was um, sacks galore from... I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least six, oh, seven, eight players all got sacked in this game, whether that's single or combined. Byron Jones led the game with tackles with nine. Uh, there were many false fumbles, four from uh, Patrick Queen, Xavier Howard, Eric Rowe and Justin Houston. Um, but for this game, for me, I was really impressed because I think, first of all, we've sent a message out to the entire league how to top the Ravens. We used that 3-3-5 formation. I think we really did well at stopping every chance Ravens had. I mean, we weren't great in that first half offensively. We weren't good and we could have easily been taken apart. Like the Bills game two weeks ago where we was a three, three and a half time and the Bills second half came out fighting and became the, the Bills we all know. I think with the Ravens, we managed to stop that. But I think that particularly players like Brandon Jones and um, Ze uh, Jevon Holland were exceptional, really quick off the edge, really quick in that sort of 
in, in the safety positions. And I think that what we did there was really what we did all of last season, which has been missing this year, was a good defence. We really um, gave, gave one to Baltimore and it was really good to see because all year defence has been nowhere near as good, good as it was last year. Offensively, we were just as average as we were last year, but defensively, we took a massive uh, decline this year. So it was really good for me to see to see this, to see the see the Miami Dolphins actually play well and actually beat a good team, which is very rare in, in recent years. So overall, I was quite pleased. I think that Javon Holland looks like a really good draft pick. I thought that, yeah, we didn't use Gittiki, didn't get a catch, but I thought Jalen Waddle had a good game. Um, and I think it's just good to see um, to actually have a positive performance. Which everyone who the podcast knows that I'm not the biggest fan of. It was really good to see him actually have a really good impact on the game and really... You saw him out of the game, sort of um, saying no more rumours. So he, clearly he's been affected by all the Deshaun Watson talk. So for me, I'm happy for him, happy he had a good performance. And hopefully now we've got the Jets twice our next four games. We've got the Panthers, which is annoying because they've now got Cam Newton back. But we've got the Giants as well. So I think we've got a good one of fixtures coming up. And I don't think, for me, the playoffs are completely out of possibility. All but it's going to be a hard task getting in. I don't think, with the AFC being wide open, I don't think it's at all out of the... Out of out of the realms that we could get in, um, but did you boys watch us? What were your thoughts on on this game? Uh, I'll I'll start if you don't mind. Um, mm. I uh, we have been screaming for this Dolphins defense for the start of the year. It has been one of the most disappointing factors of the NFL this year. Is this Dolphins team hasn't taken the next step up that we expected them from last year to this year? This defense was incredible last year, and this game was is really the pinpoint for what we expect the Dolphins defense to look like. Now, if you progress from here doing that, you may be in with a shot of a playoff spot. I don't think you will be personally, um, but I, I, I'm really pleased to see this Dolphins defense be the defense that they were last year. You're completely right about Javon Holland as a rookie. Um, he's, he's looked impressive most games. He's not been that effective most games, but he's looked impressive enough. He really shone in this game. He was really, really good. And offensively, Tua had arguably the best minutes that he had on the field of the of the season so far. He he was really efficient, really good. Like I said, 8 13, 158 yards. He actually threw for 10 less passes um Vembra set and gained equal yards. Well, only two yards more, but more yards from Brissett. Now, you know, Brissett's a decent backup. But what I liked was when we saw Miami in London and what their key factor of their offense is, is the tight end game. And Gesicki has just been fantastic throughout most of this year, moving the ball down the field. However, he was a complete non-factor. He had seven targets for zero yards. He, uh, he didn't catch a single ball in this game, which is a little worrying, but it is great to see the Dolphins can win without the, the tight end impact that they had. Now, the other tight ends did do well for them, but Gesicki is far and above the best offensive player on that team, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Waddle maybe in a close second. Um, but it was nice to see Tua play well. It is, it's worrying quarterback-wise for you guys with Brissett, maybe, you know, have, depending on the extent of his injury, Tua not fully healed up from his uh, from his injured hand or, or finger it was. Um, and also we got a lot of fun of it, you know, seeing an O-lineman score a touchdown only for it to be taken away. That is the most fun you can have in an NFL game. Yeah. Was it, is it Robert Hunt, was it? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he yeah. meant to be a quite a character off the field as well, from what I know. So um, it was a shame he didn't get his touchdown as athletic as it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Dolphins' defence has arrived, but is it here to stay is the question. 
Yeah, I mean, I I think that the Dolphins, as Freddie said, I agree with with most of it. I mean, I, I do think a lot of it was on the defense this this particular game. I mean, they played really really well. It kind of felt like how it had been for most of the year before, and it's kind of been a bit surprising that it just hasn't really clicked and it hasn't progressed until now when it comes to this season. Um, I just think the Ravens. I wouldn't worry too much if I was a Ravens fan. I think that they have, they've always had this ability to throw in a bit of a stinker of a game. They always have done. Um, and it, it just didn't work this time on the offense because the Dolphins defense was just that good. I think that you're probably going to be looking. I don't think that the Dolphins will make it personally. I, I hate to break it, <laughs> um, but I, I think it's probably going to be too, just too much. Cause it, when I, when you look at where teams are and, and what position they're in, in the conferences now, I think if you're a three and seven, three and six team, I think you've got to be near perfect now. Mm. And that's going to be, although you've got the Jets twice and you've got the Giants, so you could potentially get wins there. I think there are going to be some teams. And as you said previously, Carolina with Cam Newton there now. And if Christian McCaffrey is fit as well, mm. that's going to be very, very tough. And I just think that, I think this particular game was that the Dolphins defence did well and, and hopefully that will continue. Yeah, I mean, we have still got to play the Saints, t- Titans and Patriots. Although I'm hoping when we play the Titans that they've already succeed, um, secured the number one overall seed. So hopefully yeah. they may rest some players and they won't have Derrick Henry, thankfully. Albeit they've proved so far that they don't need him. Um, so yeah, I was quite impressed with that. Um, I think it was good to see people like um, Albert Wilson and Isaiah Ford um, making big plays. I mean, both are big, albeit it was blown coverage. I think it was good to see um, those two players get big plays and get involved um so that was good to see but moving on to these sunday games uh the indianapolis colts now move five and five after a zero and three start uh, they beat the jacksonville jaguars 23 17 um the washington football team surprised the world by beating the buccaneers 29 19 and the uh, first tie of the year was in place as um steelers and lions drew 16 all in overtime um so there'll be no zero and 17 team um, and also go back to the Titans. They beat the Saints 23-21, as well as the Bills absolutely destroying the Jets 45-17. But the next thing I want to focus on is the Cleveland Browns. We mentioned OBJ beforehand. It's the second game without him, but they lost 45-7 to the New England Patriots, who truly look back. And it looks to be clear that they did take the best quarterback in the draft. Um, so in terms of this game, um, quite a surprising result, considering both teams were... Um, five and four before the game started. Um, there were touchdowns um, here, three touchdown passes from Mac Jones, who also threw for 198 yards, with Baker Mayfield threw for just 73 passing yards and one touchdown. Whereas in terms of rushing, uh, Ramondre Stevenson had 100 yards and two touchdowns, who looks a really good steal of the draft. Dionis Johnson had 99 yards, um, as well as in the receiving game, uh, Kendrick Bourne led the way with 98 yards, including his first ever career touchdown. Um, defensively, it wasn't great from the um, Browns um, in terms of protecting Mayfield, as Diotric Wise got one and a half sacks. 
Uh, Carl Van Noy and Tashawn Bauer also got a sack each, as well as one each for Malik McDowell and Garrett of the Browns. In terms of the tackles, Anthony Walker and Carl Berger led the way with, with eight tackles each. And there was two forced fumbles in the game from Carl Van Noy and Jodrick Wise again. Um, for me, this, this was quite surprising because I thought the Browns going into the season were going to, I thought they were going to win the whole division and get to the, at least the division round. Um, and even since Baker, sorry, OBJ left, I thought that would be good to Baker Mayfield because everyone knew that they didn't get on. And last season proved when they didn't have him, how well they played without him. Um, I do feel that if they had Chubb and Hunt at their best or even fit for that matter, I don't think um, either were worth fit in this game. But um, but yeah, I think that for me, the Browns will be fine overall, but they are being very inconsistent this year. They're 5-5. Five and five. They can't keep winning games and losing games all year. So for me, I thought the Patriots looked amazing. They were good on defence. Mac Jones looks exceptional for rookie. He looks really comfortable and really just... really like. If you watched him for the first time on that Sunday, not watching NFL before, you'd think he'd been there for years and years. To be doing what he's doing for me on, on a rookie year is exceptional. I think he has to be along with people like Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons, a contender for Rookie of the Year. I, I really do think he is. Um, so, in terms of the Browns, uh, do you boys think that they've got enough? Do you think that they'll be fine and make the playoffs? Or do you think there's big concerns when you look at the OBJ situation and Baker Mayfield's current form? Fred, you're the AFC North guy. I'll let you go for it. <laughs> well, I, everything in me wants the Browns to definitely not make the playoffs. Uh, and so I, it is hard to be complimentary, but do it from a rather than putting my Steelers hat on, putting my NFL hat on. Um, they they they've been hit with some injuries. They've been hit with a lot of injuries recently. Um, uh, Baker Mayfield being one of them, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, um, OBJ now gone. Um, we saw them win with Keenum under centre and with Dearness Johnson uh, running really well. And it, it showed that they can be a winning team without their stars. Um, I still I still believe OBJ going is for the better. Um, I think this offence runs through Nick Chubb. Um, that is why also I'm, I don't know what they will do moving forward in the future with Baker Mayfield, um, given how big contracts are for um, QBs now. Uh, the Bra- the Browns are they are very good. They're still very good on paper. They still have the potential to be big teams. They they haven't come up against anyone here. This is New England Patriots who are quietly going about a really good year. Uh, we all thought they weren't going to be good this year, and it, there's been the argument of was it Brady, was it Bill Belichick for all these years. Bill Belichick is still a fantastic head coach. He's the greatest head coach of all time, and they they do what every other team wishes they can do. They make nobodies incredible. Now, that's maybe harsh on Ramondre Stevenson because he was a fourth-round pick. Uh, 20 rush yards, 100 yards, two touchdowns. At Oklahoma, he only had 500 yards uh, games in two years, and he only had two-plus touchdown games in, in two years as well. So it's not like this team has got all these offensive weapons and they're incredible. They're just incredibly well coached and they have a very, very good defence. And the Browns just couldn't cope with that. Um, I don't know who Browns have got left on the schedule. I can imagine, obviously, it's some of the AFC North. I think they can still win them games. I don't think... I, I don't think that the Browns are, like, down and out. I think they are definitely still within a, a fine chance of getting to the playoffs and they are probably one of the favoured ones with the Patriots in that AFC side of things to get into that spot. Um, this offense runs through their running game, though. If they can't get the running game going, they, they aren't doing anything. Deion, I know Dias Johnson got 99 yards on 19 attempts. Um, 
but that that you need the, the, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are special talents. Um, and when you don't have that special talent on that running game in that offense, it, it can be hindered. And uh, I, I think they'll be fine moving forward without OBJ. I don't think it's a factor there. Uh, yeah, the Browns, the Browns are still going to make the playoffs in my in my eyes. Yeah, I totally agree. Looking at their schedule, they got to play the Lions next, which is almost a guaranteed win. Um, <laughs> sorry, Freddie. Uh, <laughs> uh, they got to play Baltimore twice with a bye week sandwich in between. They've got to play the Raiders, the Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Bengals. Um, but that's, that's a tough is, run. That's a tough run. It's tough because that is some. I mean, all the part when I mean, Raiders have been good in parts this year. Packers are the Packers. Steelers are. Always going to be there with Mike Tomlin. The Bengals have been very impressive. Most And the Ravens, despite them losing to the best team in the league on Thursday night, they are still a very good team. But um, that division is wide open. The AFC North is quietly one of the, maybe been the best division this year because you've got one win separating first and fourth. You've got the Bengals, Browns won five wins, Ravens won six, Steelers won five wins as well. Um, and yeah, all, they're on six wins now. Um, but yeah, it's just an incredible tight division. And I think that... The NFC West is really disappointed in terms of how top-heavy the, the teams are now with the Rams and Cardinals way above the 49ers and the Seahawks in terms of uh, wins. I think the AFC North is such a competitive division. I think that all four teams could genuinely win win the division. The Bengals, yeah, they had a bad couple weeks, but they could still do it. They've got, they showed that with Jamar Chase and Burrow, that their partnership. So I think that, for me, the Browns, it's, it's still one open. I think that if they can get, get win these division games, beat 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 the Steelers, Bengals and Ravens in these division matchups. I think that that'll be a massive boost for either one of these four teams to make the playoffs, So uh, even win the division. So I think the Browns have enough. Cause I think they've got an amazing defensive player, Miles Garrett, who can win any team a game out of nothing. Um, and I think that, yeah, offensively, I think when they get Nick Chubb back and Kareem Hunt, obviously it's all about how you do in January, not how you do in September and October. So if they get them back, if they get into the playoffs and get them on a good run, who knows? But what are your thoughts, Adam, on this game? This was why it was, everything you've just said is why it was so disappointing. The result was so disappointing for the Browns, especially given the fact that the Ravens had just lost on Thursday night. It is so close and they're a team that have shown improvement, the Browns, and you you kind of felt like this was a game that was winnable um, and they just, they didn't really turn up. And I, I understand that Nick Chubb and... Kareem Hunt are their two main offensive weapons. But, you know, we've seen in the season so far, Dearness Johnson, he's had some great games and he's won them games as well. And you kind of feel like it's something that they, they could have had a had a good go. And everyone goes on about the Browns defence and how how good it is and them, them players that they brought in. And it just doesn't seem to be clicking for whatever reason. It's just, it's not quite what and what they thought it was. I think there's so much um, emphasis on Miles Garrett and how good he is, and he is a great player. Um, but it does kind of feel a little bit like they're just not quite gelling and they're not getting the results that they need to do. I think when it comes to this game, though, it was all about the Patriots. And, you know, we there's always this discussion, and Freddie mentioned it, about... You know, was it Bill Belichick? Was it Tom Brady? I think, you know, for it to last 20 years, it was probably a bit of both. Mm-hmm. And and you're kind of seeing this now because you've seen Brady already go to another team and win. And now you're seeing Bill Belichick with his new quarterback, who kind of in a way is a similar 
game style to Brady. It's very much all in the pocket, not a lot of rushing. I mean, he can rush a little bit, but not a lot. Um, you know, kind of there are some sort of similarities there as how they play. And you do sort of wonder in that game plan that Belichick can build with that, you know, it doesn't matter who the running back is, it seems, whoever it is they get, mm-hmm. they do well. Um, and yeah, for a rookie to come in, I mean, he's had 10 touchdowns, which is great. Seven interceptions, not great, but he's a rookie. So, which, you know, a lot of them were in the first few games as well. But the important thing is that he's got a 68% pass completion. And mm-hmm. that's huge for a rookie to be able to do that. And it shows that you've got a head coach who knows what he's doing there and knows how to get the best out of him already. And I think the Patriots are going to be a, a sneaky one this year. They're going to, like Freddie said, they've been pretty quiet and a lot of people aren't really going for them. But you're starting to see the game plan work. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've had a few wins now. And at six and four, you can kind of see them. They won't they won't beat the Bills, but, you know, the Bills are just too good at the moment. But I think there's a strong chance they could get themselves a wild card spot. I think definitely. I think that... You know, I think there definitely could be a surprise team. Look at no AFC team has really been. I mean, Ravens have been probably the best team over the Titans side, they've been the best team consistently. But even then, they've had their bad moments. You look at the the Bills haven't got, seemingly haven't got a run game in place. Uh, the Chiefs, who I think still will make the Super Bowl, they, they've had their problems this year. Um, you've got other teams around there that have had their moments, and no team has really been dominant. Like you see, the AFC, you've got the Packers, the Rams, the Buccaneers, three really strong teams. I'm probably forgetting someone else, but three really strong teams and the AFC just seems really wide open and any team could literally make that Super Bowl, any of those teams. There's no clear favourite, whereas I think in the NFC, you've got those three teams um, that that will probably be there in, in LA in February. Um, but the Browns took a heavy loss. One team that does enjoy a heavy loss is the Falcons. They lost 43-3 to the Cowboys. Dan Quinn got revenge on his former team. And the Minnesota Vikings beat the Chargers 27-20 in LA. Uh, but the next thing I want to focus on is um, the Panthers beating the previously uh, 7-1, 8-1 Cardinals 34-10. Uh, Cam Newton, of course, in the week rejoined the Panthers. Um, I think he was saying he was back. I wasn't sure what he was saying on the weekend. I think he's back. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure. Um, he became the first quarterback in NFL history in the last 30 years to um, score, have a, have a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown on his first two plays of his of his time at the club. Um, so, yeah, I thought for me, this is the way for me, because when I knew we were playing the Panthers in a few weeks, I was like, oh, great, we've got either Sam Donald or PJ Walker. But the return of Cam Newton, who gave us trouble last in week one last season, to have someone back, like him back who is being a problem for us when he played him in recent years, I think that they looked, they looked really good. And I think that having McCaffrey back is something else that we need to talk about because... Without him, the Panthers have been terrible without him. And since whenever he plays, they seem to every game they've won this year, I think he's been involved in. Um, obviously, um, PJ Walker had more snaps. He had 167 yards with no touchdowns, one pick. Whereas Cam Newton had only four attempted passes uh, and eight yards, but he got that rushing touchdown and that passing touchdown in the game. So I don't know whether he's going to have a role that everyone thinks. I don't know whether they're going to use him, whether that game on Sunday was just a one off. He's going to have the sort of bit part role or whether it is going to be a theme or do you think he's going to start straight away? Um, and do you think he's enough to guide the Panthers? 
because everyone had them at three and zero before when they, had, when they were three and zero. Everyone had them as a team that were going to go far, and then they had that four loss streak, and he seems to have come back and brought that energy back to the team, and he really seems to have brought some positivity back to the fan base and also the team. So, how do you see his time, his second time in Carolina, working out? I think it will probably work out quite well this season. Uh, after that, I'm not so sure, but I, I do think that he's um, he's going to bring that sort of rejuvenation into the team. It wasn't working with Sam Darnold. P- you've seen with PJ Walker, he can he's got a few decent throws in him, but at the same time, he's got a few mistakes. From what I've seen, I believe the plan is that Cam is going to be starting on Sunday. Um, and that he's he's going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be the starter from now on until Donald comes back from injury. And then who knows? I would assume that Cam will carry on. Um, the Like we said, the other thing, McCaffrey being back is massive. It's it's huge for them. It's he he is he is the offense, really. And now that Newton is with him again, it. It's, it's like it's 2016 all over again. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's they have that potential to to really kick on now. And I'm not 100% sure who they've got left to play, but they have, uh, yeah, they've really got that potential to kick on. And you, you saw so quickly how Cam can just, you know, bring other players into the game as well. It's like all of a sudden Robbie Anderson got a touchdown and he's been quite, hit and miss this season he hasn't he hasn't done loads and a lot of that is is because of Donald and you know it just it just hasn't worked with Donald there so I think that Cam will definitely uh definitely kick them on and give them that extra boost and uh the thing you've got to remember is that that defense is it's not a bad defense as well Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a good young defense and it you've got to think it's probably only going to get better so I think for this season, I can see it doing well, but as for how long Cam's going to be able to carry on and, um, you know, who knows when it comes to the quarterback. I know the owner, he's desperate to get, um, you know, he's, he's come out in in a lot of articles saying that he wants a franchise quarterback, he wants that main guy, and there was lots of links to Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just, you don't know. So, but yeah, for this year, I think the Panthers might, push on and I could see them getting in the playoffs as a wild card. I, th- yeah, I, I think I sorry, I uh, go on. Sorry. I think I, I was just gonna say I, I felt the same. I think they're they've got enough on defence and as long as McCaffrey's fit, I think they'll they'll make the playoffs. I think the problem has been consistency with them. That's been uh-huh. the major problem mm-hmm. is consistency of the players on the field. Um, you know, we, we say about Donald, Donald's now injured now CMC he's been in and out for for nearly all year. It's just not been consistent. Um, their defense has been consistently pretty decent. Now they've lost games and they've, you know, not looked great in some games. But the the defense has is kicked on and it's doing really what we expected this defense, this really young defense, to do into its second year. The offense though has just not been stable. Sam Darnold's not been on the field enough and and staying enough. He's not had his best running back available enough. You have a competent quarterback in that pocket and Christian McCaffrey. You're going to go very far in this league. Um, mm-hmm. PJ Walker is a competent quarter, quarterback. Uh, Cam Newton is obviously very competent. Um, I would not be shocked if they use Cam Newton in a Taysom Hill style thing, like they do here mm-hmm. with the Saints. Um, <clears throat> I think that's the best way to use him. 
Um, I, he's not going to be the future there. I don't know if Sam Darnold's going to be the future there. PJ Walker is definitely not going to be the future there. <laughs> um, but the, the, they they need to get some consistency here. Um, once they do that, they're, they're going to be a surefire playoff team every year if they keep on the trajectory they're on. Um, but as for this year, I, I, I'm still not sold. Um, this NFC South has actually been a, a lot more interesting than I think it is giving mm-hmm. credit for as well with the Bucks, the Saints and the Panthers and the Falcons all being competitive um, in a lot of games and the Falcons have just been absolutely tranced, but uh, they have been pretty good in some games. Um, the, the Panthers, it might be struggles to get to the playoffs this year. They need consistency. They need Christian McCaffrey to stay on the field. Yeah, and I think as well with the fact that it's a portal, even, I've not, I don't watch college football enough, but I don't think it's, it's said to be not the best quarterback draft class next year. I don't think it's the, be- the best for quarterbacks. And I think, the only one I've seen is Spencer Rattler, and I've not been impressed or seen enough. That makes me think he should be in the top 10 in a draft. But looking at their schedule as well, so maybe they'll um, give Cam one more year, or Sam one more year, and then maybe the, the look at quarterbacks maybe in 2023. Maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll have one more year of either Cam or Sam Darnold, and then they'll find someone new, or even or even go for the Sean Watson or someone else in free agency next offseason. But looking at their schedule, it's very mixed. They've got to play. They're playing Washington next, then Miami, then Atlanta before the Bills, Buccaneers, Saints, then Buccaneers again. So that's that's not the easiest of ends to a season. So um, that's the one fear probably is the fact that they haven't got particularly down the stretch in the last four games. They've got they've got some good teams to play there. Even the Saints without Drew Brees is still a tough team to play. So that's going to be tough to see how they get on with that. But I do, I do like the Panthers. I love the city of Carolina, so I'm hoping that they do they do get in. Um, now, the Packers beat the Seahawks in the rusty quarterback bowl, 17-0, <laughs> with uh, neither Wilson or Rodgers being at their best after um, different reasons of being out. And the Eagles um, beat the Broncos 30-13, which is quite an awkward scoreline to say. Um, but the last two games I want to focus on are Sunday night and Monday night football. Now, the Sunday night football see the tour the Chiefs truly back to their best with a 41-14 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, in this game, Patrick Mahomes had five touchdowns, zero picks and 406 yards. Whereas Derek Carr had 261 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. Uh, rushing yards, no one really stood out with Darrell Williams leading the game with 43. Uh, Receiving-wise, it was Travis Kelsey once again that led the way with 109 receiving yards, whereas Darrell Williams had 101 receiving yards. Uh, Brian Edwards was the best Raiders receiver with 88 yards. Now, defensively, in terms of the, there was um, one interception from Daniel Sorensen, uh, the lead tackler with Denzel Perryman with 11 tackles, whereas um, there was three forced fumbles from uh, Nate Hobbs, Rashad Fenton and AJ Cole. Now, I anyone who knows me from the podcast knows I've been banging on the Chiefs drum for weeks saying that this bad reform is just a temporary thing. And for me, this game showed it. They, I thought they were excellent. This, to me, watching this game was like watching the Chiefs we've seen in the previous years. I think that we haven't seen the offense truly click this year, um, albeit we don't know whether it's down just to a bad Raiders team. I don't know. But what I saw from the, from the Chiefs, it was exactly the Chiefs we were all used to seeing in these last two or three years with Mahomes and Reed. I thought they looked excellent. I thought offensively. I thought Mahomes, one, his problem has been this year. I think he's been trying too hard to go for these really deep massive, big Hollywood sort of passes. Well, I think now we saw in this game, he went for these shorter passes, Tyreek Hill. Um, and I think that he, he maybe he's now realised that actually you don't have to go for these big plays every time. You can go for the more methodical approach and go for these shorter plays, go for these shorter throws. And I think that 
Um, we've seen the impact since Melvin Ingram's come in and moving and um, sort of the position changes we've seen with the likes of Chris Jones and, and people like that. So I do think that having Chris Jones back to the interior and having Melvin Ingram out on the edge has made a huge difference to this defence under Spagnola. And yeah, I think the Raiders are the Raiders. I think they've they've been they've been inconsistent all year, and I think this game showed that they're probably not as good as we all thought in those first opening three or four weeks. Um, but do you boys think that the Chiefs are back, or do you think it was just they were playing a bad team? Yeah, I mean, I think if they continue to play like this, then that you, you can say they are back. I mean, as you said, it was all short passes. From what I could see. He just seemed much more comfortable in the pocket. He seemed much more comfortable making the short 10, 15-yard passes to Kelsey. And actually, the couple of times that I did see that he went for the longer passes, he missed them. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe he's starting to feel... I, I'm, I've said this multiple times. I'm convinced he is still not convinced by the O-line. They've they've changed the pretty much the whole O line after the Super Bowl, where he got absolutely destroyed by the Buccaneers, and I think that it's taken him a while to get back to feeling confident with the O line and staying in the pocket. And there was a lot of little lateral passes out to the running back, and there was lots of passes like like I said, the short 10, 15 yard passes to Kelsey. And that's the reason that they were as good as they were and why they can carry on being that well. Now, it's either the play calling or it's Mahomes taking over and going, I'm not going to stay in this pocket because I'm going to get killed. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's one of the two. And I think only now did you sort of see that he did feel that bit more comfortable and he seemed OK in the pocket. When it comes to the Raiders, I, I just it's the same old Raiders all the time. I mean, they they kind of flatter to deceive and then it all kind of falls away. And it, it's such a shame because I, I felt like this year they were on a, a bit of a run and you kind of felt like they were going to do something. And they're still five and four and they're still in it. That's the thing. But it kind of feels a little bit like they're not quite going in the direction that they were previously this season they've had a lot of stuff going on in that place and you do wonder if maybe it has started to affect them a little bit but yeah I mean if the Chiefs play like they played on Sunday night then yeah they they could easily make it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah it has been a really sort of difficult time for Raiders fans because first Mm. we had the John Gruden stuff where all his emails got leaked and he obviously resigned from the position. Then you had the Henry Riggs stuff, then the Damon Arnett stuff. It's been just, it's been, it was going so well, was it? It was 3 0 or 3 1 at one point. And it just seems to have gone downhill off, off, the, off the field. So, so much stuff has gone wrong. And I think you do have to feel sorry because my brother's a Raiders fan. So I do feel sorry for him in a way because it's been a real tumultuous last month. It's just been not what, what anyone would really hope for. And I think. I've always one of the worst draft picks ever. Like, look at the at twenty. There was a twenty nineteen draft with the Raiders when they used all the Khalil Mack picks, and they obviously you got Clean and Pharrell and Jonathan Abram and and um, obviously Damon Arnett, and it just seems like a massive waste of picks. Um, yeah. Final thoughts, Adam? Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a really uh, it's a really tough 
tough situation that they found themselves in and and I just think that it's it's something that they're going to really struggle to to get out of hopefully Derek Carr and they can can help them do that but I I just feel that at the moment it's um you know it's a tough one for them and I I don't think that I, I can see it kind of all petering out a little bit which like I say it's a bit of a shame really yeah, I, 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 I think I think you're being a little unfair to the Raiders personally. I, I thought yeah. um, I didn't think the Chiefs defense was that amazing. Um, I thought it was a lot of actually Raiders mistakes. Um, I thought Derek Carr was taking risks, but you got to take risks against the Chiefs because that offense is too good. And the offense has not been the problem this year for the Chiefs. It has been the defense. Um, Chiefs were just. They, they were the explosive offense that we know they are, and that's what they are. And people, we've been not as overwhelmed by them in the last couple of weeks because they haven't been as explosive, but they've still been a decent offense. But this is what the Chiefs are like on their day. I don't think the Chiefs' defense were incredible. Um, I think the numbers, when you look at the stats, it looks like Casey had it, Casey completely trumped Raiders um, in terms of the stats, but the Raiders' stats aren't bad. Um, they're just not great compared to Kansas City's um, you know, firepower of an offense. Uh, Casey also dominated the time possession by 10 min- 11 minutes. So they kept the ball and they played a, a good game against the Raiders. Um, I, I, I completely agree with the, what has happened with Ruggs and him going and everything like that. But the Raiders really struggled to have someone that takes the top off now. Um, Deshaun Jackson made some stupid play, which I didn't completely understand mm. what he was doing in that play. But Deshaun Jackson isn't the answer to Henry Ruggs. Um, Brian Edwards looked decent. Hunter Renfro is a really good slot guy. He's in my fantasy team. So if you, if Derek Carr wants to throw to him 10 times a game, he can absolutely do that. Um, they, I just don't think they now have the big game, the big over-the-top star that you need. And I think if they had that against the Chiefs, they may have got some more points on the board because the Chiefs' secondary has not been good this year. So I, I think you've been a bit harsh to the Raiders. Um, I think they can still go on a, a pretty decent run of form. I just think when you're playing against the Chiefs offense, it's clicking on all cylinders. Um, they're, they're unbeatable. And one offense that was clicking on all cylinders was the 49ers offense, who uh, last night or early hours of this morning for us UK fans, they beat the Los Angeles Rams 31-10, which is now five games in a row that they've beaten their NFC West rivals. Um, it was... The Rams won themselves. I mean, looking at the stats, uh, Stafford did have the most yards with 243, but he had one touchdown, two interceptions, whereas Jimmy Garoppolo was, was really efficient, I thought, from his... He had far, far many more throwing attempts than Stafford did, and he had 15 from 19, 182 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Debo Samuel was the man there. He was the man to go. He had three, he only had 36 rushing yards, but he had um, 97 receiving yards, and he was still the main guy for that offense. George Kittle had a good game as well. He had um, some involvement in the game, got a touchdown, 50 yards. Uh, but defense was also good from 49ers. Jimmy Ward, the defensive back, had two picks. Um, Troy Reader and Taylor Rapp led the game with uh, tackles. Where looking at the... Um... So, yeah, overall, I thought that... Uh, I watched this game actually live. I had to do it for uni. And, uh, yeah, I thought the 49ers were excellent. I think Shanahan, once again, has his number on McVeigh. Uh, on paper, the Rams were a far better team. They are a far better team. But whenever they play the 49ers, they always struggle. They always struggle. So it's it's incredible how it's worked out, really, because I think the Rams are going to go far more deeper in the playoffs than the 49ers, if they even make it, the 49ers. Uh, but I think, yeah, in this game, I think between the trenches, the 49ers really dominated. Um, and even when 
there were times where Aaron Donald and Von Miller did get to him, but he, Jimmy Guapo was efficient. He did get the ball out and threw some balls from quite tight coverages. And every time Debo Samuel was there and made the pass, and he was the, the guy that Jimmy G went to. And I think that someone who gets lost, like I've always been a defender of Jimmy G, and he's someone that's always been getting a lot of stick. And they obviously they use all that draft capital to get Trey Lance. But right now, I think Trey Lance couldn't look any further away from being an NFL starter with the way Jimmy G is playing. Yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah, it's not good. But that game showed that when he had the ball, you know, that they they ran the ball so much in this game through the likes of um, Elijah Mitchell and uh, Wilson and people like that. And I think that when 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 they, when they did call upon Jimmy G to throw the ball, most times in that game he was excellent against what is a good uh, Rams defense with the likes of Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, the list is endless, and it goes on and on. So. Yeah, I thought the 49ers were good, and I think that was their first win in 390-odd days in the Levi Stadium, so that, that was good to see for them. Uh, and overall, yeah, it was just a really good, solid performance, and I think Kyle Shanahan was getting some unfestic before before the game, and the whole week building up to this game, he was getting a lot of people saying, is he on the hot seat? Is he, is he a fraud? Is he this and that? But I think this game showed that um, he, 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 he can out he can out-tactic and out-mastermind one of the best coaches in the whole league. So, yeah, I think the 49ers, I don't know whether they left whether they left it too late, but I think the NFC again, whilst there's four teams that are clear above everyone else, there's still plenty of gaps in that fifth, sixth, seventh seed for, for someone to go in with like eight wins, nine wins, as the Bears proved last year. So, 49ers don't knock out the playoffs. I think if they keep everyone fit and they keep using the likes of Demo Samuel, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell on the backfield and they... Players on defense like Jimmy Ward show up every game, or Fred Warner, or people like that. I think don't knock him out. And there was a player I don't know how you pronounce his name that was really good. I thought for the 49ers, um, Aziz Al Shahir. There was one drive in particular where he was just he was everywhere. He was um, constantly batting balls away. He was constantly just getting involved and making the right tackles. So yeah, really positive for the 49ers. Um, but in terms of the the Rams. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this because obviously the big talking point before the game was the OBJ and Von Miller trades. Uh, obviously, uh, Von Miller joined earlier in the week, whereas OBJ sort of joined on the was it the Wednesday or Thursday he joined, and um, obviously the same day he came, Robert Woods, their second choice receiver, got um, announced out for the whole year with injury. Now OBJ is a let's say a polarizing character. Some people love him. Some people can't stand him, and I'm definitely in that camp. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you think, is that, I mean, everyone had this talk last year with Antonio Brown, whether he upset the apple cart and sort of it was a thing of too many cooks spoil the, spoil the broth, and it was a thing of um, too many egos couldn't rule addressing him. But they obviously disproved that by going on to win it. Um, do you think having another ego like OBJ to go along with the likes of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and all these other players that are, are there at the Rams, do you think getting someone like OBJ will help the Rams, or do you think having that other ego, having that other option, could hinder them going forward in terms of the, the locker room? I I thought that bringing him in was I, I didn't really understand the move before Robert Woods got Robert Woods got injured. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I didn't really see why they would need him because Van Jefferson is quietly gone by a very very good year as the third string wide receiver there. Cooper Cup. Uh, we had an argument on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I say argument, I brought to the case that the Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in the league at the minute. Um, and there is still argument for that. I think I still think he's fantastic. And Robert Woods is a, an incredible second string wide receiver. However, he is out for the year now. I think OBJ for the Rams now, it, it becomes a lot more important. But I, I just don't see this 
the Odell Beckham Jr. that we saw in New York is no longer with us. He's had injuries. He's been inconsistent. He's been moved around. He's been disgruntled. He's been happy. He's been a lot of things as OBJ. <laughs> but, he's, but he's not been the player that we saw in New York. And I still don't think he will be. I, I, last night, um, Van Jefferson still looked fantastic. Still looked really good with ball in hand. Cooper Cup still looked really great with the ball in hand. Tyler Higby's also been getting involved as well. He is important there now because Robert Woods has gone. As a, as a gifted receiver to be able to have in the team. Um, Von Miller, again, it's not the Von Miller of the Denver Broncos Super Bowl winning season. It, it's a, this is a different Von Miller now. I think if you get anything out of Von Miller, um, that you are going to be a success. I think Von Miller moves the needle for this Rams team more than OBJ does, personally. Mm-hmm. Miller didn't have a great start to the game, but it is his first game there. That's that's fine. I, I think you can cope with that. And also the Rams, de- uh, Rams O-line, uh, sorry, the 49ers O-line is decent. You have George Kittle, who's one of the best blocking tight ends, if not the best blocking tight end in mm-hmm. the league. It was a hard day at the office for this Rams team against the 49ers, who have beat them. Uh, Shanahan, Shanahan is 6-3 and three against the Rams in the McVay era. So the, Shanahan has McVay's number. Um, so uh, Von Miller, for me, it's going to take a moment. Uh, you've seen players move to different teams when they're in an aging career who have been fantastic and have, have had injuries and have not been as good and really succeed. Now, I think Von Miller can do that. I think he will do that, actually, for the Rams. Maybe not today, but he he will later on in the season. I think he'll prove his worth there. OBJ, for me, I, I, I don't think he stays at the Rams next year. He's only on a year contract. He'll get to the end of the year. I think he hits back onto the market. Maybe a lot of teams bidding for him, but... Yeah, you're bidding for OBJ of the New York Giants, or you're bidding for the OBJ of today. Uh, I, f- I think it, it, it's a it's a useful receiver to have who will work in the right team, but I don't think the Rams are the right team for him. Um, but going back to the game, uh, the 49ers, uh, when they are on form, they are a very, very good side. I still think the Rams will go to the Super Bowl. Um, I think the 49ers defensively were just incredible this week. Uh, I, I think they really they really came and they really do have the Rams number at times. Um, Stafford was still decent with his numbers anyway. Um, and also, it's a bit of consistency thing, again, like for the Panthers. They don't keep all the players on the pitch all the time. Um, and, and when they do, this 49ers team gets to the Super Bowl like they did that year um, against the Chiefs. The 49ers are, the Debo Samuel as well, is he's just exploding week on week. We knew he was good, but he has been so good. He's five receiving touchdowns this year. He's only had four in the last two years um, each year. So he's on pace to have his best season yet with the 49ers. Uh, again, it's just about keeping players on the pitch for them. Um, but this loss for me, for the Rams, I, they're still an NFC Championship team. Um, I can't, don't think you can argue that. On their day, this team is great. You have The one way to beat the Rams, keep the ball and shut them down. The 49ers, they, uh, 39 minutes, they had the time possession to Rams 20. So they had 19, yeah. well, they had 20 minutes more possession time than the Rams. They didn't give the ball to Matt Stafford and their defense played efficiently when they were on the pitch. That's the way to beat the Rams. And the 49ers do do that fantastically. Shanahan is a great coach. Um, they won't make the playoffs, unfortunately, the 49ers, but the Rams certainly will still. Well, um, <laughs> I, actually, I actually think the 49ers have got a good chance of making the playoffs. 
they they are in a they're in a good spot um if they can keep everyone fit it is that simple but they looked really really good um kittle back fit samuel is looking stronger and fitter jeff wilson being back is huge because i think having just elijah mitchell there it wasn't working so much having the two of them there i think it does work with um i think bosa is looking kind of more match fit so to speak that after the big injury that he had last year jimmy ward looked decent i mean it it really was quite a, a decent uh performance from them and i know that they've always done well against the rams but i was i was quite surprised that they won by as much as they did the other thing with the 49ers they their schedule they've got games that they can win i mean they've they've got the vikings they've got the falcons the texans they're all at home they're all easily winnable games for the 49ers if they can keep their players fit um you know the jags away the rams away at the end again Oof. you know yeah. if if the rams have already qualified they're not going to be putting out their main guys. So that's another game that you could potentially come out and say that the 49ers could win. Um, you know, they've got the Bengals away, Seahawks and Titans. I mean, maybe not the Titans, but the other two are not, you know, they, they're pretty similar teams. I think they've got a really good case to uh, to potentially make it. I don't think they'll win it. I've, I've always come out and said that I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough um for them to win the super bowl but i think he's a more than capable quarterback of getting them into the playoffs from this position um so yeah I, I think the 49ers have got a got a good shout for it uh when it comes to the rams i just feel that with woods going down it it, it shows that they have to come up with a slightly different game plan i think it's it's all right having cooper cut but it feels like he's now being double teamed a lot and they they need to having Woods there was a good enough reason to like because of his consistency, defenses were scared of him as well. So, I like like we've said about OBJ. Uh, I mean, who knows? He was he was brought in to replace Deshaun Jackson, wasn't he? Really? So, I mean, who knows how much you're going to get out of him? But um, they have got Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby as well. You know, I mean, they're, they're good players. So I'd be surprised if it makes much difference to the Rams. I think they're still getting the playoffs and still are potential Super Bowl team. But um, yeah, I, I think the 49ers have got a good good chance. Yeah, and I think, look, talking of that, um, we got this from Ash in the NFL last week. Uh, we will get from you, first of all, who's your MVP pick? And then what do you think the Super Bowl 56 matchup will be in February? Go on, Fred. Oh, uh, we talk about this all the time, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> My MVP at the minute is, uh, is uh, it's been Josh Allen for every week, but I'm starting to to wave a little um to, but I, I think because they lost at the weekend uh I, I think Tom Brady's in with a good shout um but I'm gonna go Josh Allen again just because I just think he's he's just spectacular he's just winning games for this team um they have got a great surrounding cast admittedly but Josh Allen is just phenomenal week on week uh, apart from against Jacksonville apparently um <laughs> And my Super Bowl is still going to be Rams against the Bills. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's still going to be that. 
Super Bowl, which it feels like the more weeks go on, the more that is out of my grasp. But I'm going to I'm going to stick on it, I think, just in case, because I I have a tendency, as Adam knows, to be a bit of a mover and a bit of a, <laughs> a, cha- a change my mind a lot. And uh, it tends to burn me a little bit. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with it this time. So Adam. I think when it comes to MVP, it's always a quarterback. The number one ranked quarterback at the moment is Tom Brady. I've gone against him far too many times. I think <laughs> I'm going to stick with him this time. I I reckon he he will be MVP. And when it comes to the Super Bowl, I've been saying the Bills and the Bucks from day one. I still think it will be the Bills and the Bucks. I think when it comes to although the Bucks might not be playing great, they're they're going to get in the playoffs. And when it comes to playoff football, there's, there's no one else you'd rather have than Brady leading you. So I'm going to go for them. And I, I think the Bills are just the strongest team in the AFC. I know they've struggled a bit on offence, but I think overall their their defence is is very good. And uh, I think eventually Allen will get it going again. Yeah, I mean, I'm still... I mean, my I'm still saying Tom Brady MVP and I'm still... I've been saying it all year. I still think Chiefs Buccaneers is going to be a repeat. I still think the Chiefs are going to get it right come January and they'll they'll get something right and get to the Super Bowl. But there has been our Week 10 review on the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. But before we go, we'll give you both a chance to plug your social media and the podcast that, you, that you're part of. So you can find uh, the podcast that me and Adam are on, as well as uh, a lot of other guys are on uh, the Franchise Tag Podcast. We are on YouTube, so please give us a subscription and uh, watch our videos, give them a like. We're also on uh, Spreaker app, which goes to iTunes, Spotify. You can find us at the Franchise Tag UK on Twitter, Franchise Tag Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, my personal handle is GTH 9 on uh, Twitter or FreddyGTH on Instagram. Um yeah, that's where you can find me on there. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, everything that Fred said. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, so yeah, that has been our podcast. Before we go as well, anybody who likes football or soccer um, would have seen our YouTube channel be popping <clears> off. We've currently got over 7,500 views for our latest video when he went to AC Milan against Inter Milan. We've currently now got, we're building up subscribers. We're now on 75, which was actually... 45 more than it was two weeks ago. Uh, other vlogs in Venice and Rome have also been picking up views lately. So do check out our YouTube channel as well, where we do a lot of travel vlogs and football vlogs and things like that. Um, so yeah, do like and subscribe. But that's been our podcast. That's been our Week 10 review. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>